Welcome to the True Girl Momcast, where we'll learn a lot, laugh a lot, and have a biblical conversation about raising daughters. Because the struggle is real. But guess what? You, my friend, are not alone. I'm Dana Gresh. I'll be joined momentarily by my good friends, Shani McKenzie and Janet Milan. In this episode, Shani shares that her kids have very different views on money. You'll also hear about Janet's fear of a Charlton Heston movie. And why do I want a pint of blueberries? Stick around to find out, but they were well-deserved. What we're really going to talk about is, is your daughter living a life of sacrifice? Are you? And why should you be? Let's dive in. Dana, I have a question I want to ask in order to kick off this month's MomCast episode, if that's okay with you. I'm totally (laughs) into it. Okay, awesome. I want to know this. Have you guys ever watched a movie based on a true story and you were really disappointed in how they told the story? <sighs> Absolutely. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. So can I go first? Yeah. The Replacements. The Replacements. I haven't yes. seen that one. Okay. So it's like about all these like football players. I think they went on strike or something like that. And they're like a little bit older-esque, I guess. So it kind of was like <laughs> so art like imitating 50. life, imitating art. So like Keanu Reeves is in it. Yeah. A couple of, so oh. it was just like kind of sad watching it. But I was like, oh, this really was a true story? Oh. <laughs> right. Yeah, it didn't. Mm-mm. It didn't inspire. It didn't. No, right. it wasn't one of those feel good. I feel like I'm going to win this. Is there a prize? Because sure. mm. I think there. I think I know the worst rewrite of a true story ever. Have you seen the movie The Vow? Oh, that mm. was, oh, yes. With Rachel McAdams. Yes. Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum, yes, yeah. he was in that. Mm-hmm. So it's basically, it's a true story based on the life of the Carpenters. Oh. And they were a young couple who met, got married in a very short period of time. And then she was in a car accident mm-hmm. and forgot him. It's horrible. Is it, uh, can wow, you? So like horrible. the Carpenters, the band. The No, not the Carpenters, the band. <laughs> Her name, her name um, was Cricket Carpenter. Exactly. I can't remember what his name is. Based on the Carpenters. Based on, yeah, I know. I probably, everybody thought <laughs> that. What Carpenters are we talking no. about? That was their name. No, it just happened to be their oh, name. Like family. the Smiths. Oh, <laughs> Carpenters is the name like the like, Smiths. Carpenter like Jesus, just forget the Carpenter. Well, <laughs> oh. we digress. Okay. Um, so, so anyway, she's, she's, Sorry. she, she wakes up and she doesn't remember meeting him and getting married. So she has short term memory loss, just like Dory. I can't help myself. Just like the cartoon fish. And, it, it's like she doesn't remember the last, I don't know, six to nine months of her life mm-hmm. when she met him and married him. Wow. So her parents are believers. She's a believer. They say, listen, you made a vow before God and we were your witnesses. <sighs> Let's rebuild this. And it was a wow. beautiful story of how he started dating her again. Yeah. He started romancing her again. He waited for her heart and they got remarried. I mean, is there a better ending than wow. that? Do you wow. know how the movie ended? Well, I, I don't know. They gave up. Yeah. No. Seriously, <laughs> yes. They did. Seriously, they, yes. But that's I not, was like, they did. Can you, you can't, okay, yeah. if you're going to wow. rewrite it, yeah. like, it has to be better yeah. than... Say based on true events, but yes. not all the way. So, just change the ending. Do wow. I win? Yeah, you yeah. win. I'm going to give you like a pint of blueberries for that. Is that a good prize for you? I appreciate that, Janet. <laughs> I am a blueberry lover. Bear. Good. <laughs> I know you yourself love them as well. Yes. I uh, have not seen... Actually, I think I've seen The Replacements before. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think we could have a whole other conversation about when you've read a book. And watched a movie based on the book, oh, and you're gosh. like, that was a huge disappointment. But yeah. 
This is kind of like that because one of the movies I look back on as a true story and you're like, this is super weird or kind of disappointing was the original Ten Commandments movie. Oh, so the Bible is the book. The Bible's the book. The Bible's the, the book. <laughs> the true story, this is like the whole story of a lot of it's like the exodus of the Israelites coming out of mm-hmm. captivity in Egypt. And so Charlton Heston was Moses. And Yul Brenner was this like Egyptian <laughs> captain guy. He might have been Pharaoh. I think was he, he might Pharaoh? Have been Pharaoh. He was always very shiny. I remember that yes. shiny Yul Brenner. Brenner. <laughs> shiny Yul Brenner. <laughs> but I was so freaked out by that movie as a kid for two reasons. One, when God is calling Moses, it was like this. Moses. <laughs> Moses. That was traumatizing as a child. And I remember my brother, Pete, would do that in the middle of the night. He like we had to share a room and I hear him suddenly from his bed going, sounds like terrifying. a ghost walking in the wind yeah. right and then it was sure we what we called the death angel and the death angel went through and yeah. you know and you know all of that i was sure as a kid that's what was going to happen every night when i went to <laughs> bed course. the death angel was going to come then my brother's over there going Moses, <laughs> Moses. so i would say that you know that was kind of maybe it wasn't disappointing in the moment it was terrifying in the moment now i look mm-hmm. back like the Prince of Egypt cartoon was yeah. better than that, as far bit, as probably. But the moral of the story is: do not watch the Ten Commandments with your children. To my kids That's this right. weekend. Yeah, maybe watch it. Just read the Bible with some adults. Yeah, but you know, speaking of the Death Angel, this is a great segue, Shani. Isn't that oh. what you're talking about today? Oh, no. <laughs> that was the clumsiest segue. That was an awesome yeah. segue, but not exactly. <laughs> but I will be talking about sacrifice. So oddly enough, it's kind of related to your bizarre recount of that movie. Okay, I'm gonna, I can't wait to see how. <laughs> oh, well, you, uh, we'll see. see. All mm-hmm. right. So here's the deal. This month we decided as a team to tackle something that honestly a lot of moms are writing to us about. They're telling us that they're concerned about the sense of entitlement that they see mm. in younger adults today. Do you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, probably people saw that in us when we were younger adults, and the Lord is working <laughs> yes. it out of us. But it Never. seems to be a little bit <laughs> epidemic today. Yeah. Um, and moms want to cut that off at the pass, so to speak. So we started thinking, what quality or character trait does God's Word teach us that could really help us address this? And we decided that it might be the concept of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, think about it. If we really value the very Christian concept of sacrifice, we'd all be less self-centered and less selfish. So mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. wants to sign up to live in that kind of less selfish world? Me. Count me, me in. We're all yeah. raising our hands here. All right, Shani, I am hungry <laughs> for today's scriptural She snack. did not just say she's hungry. She said she's hungry. hungry. <laughs> I had too much coffee, so it's good that you're teaching today. Oh, well, <laughs> Bring it on, Shani. Lord, feed us all. <laughs> Well, today I actually want to talk about the why um, behind sacrifice, like why a godly girl is a girl who should live a life of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll help with those selfish moments that we're talking about, like Mm -hmm. the godly girls of all ages from eight to 95. Not not, not you. (laughs) No, not me. This is for everyone else. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify. (laughs) They have them from time to time. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you a story. Okay. So a few years ago, my two girls, Carice is 13, uh, Sarai's 10, we were on our way to church. And we saw this homeless man, and he was asking for money. So I only had like $2 on me. Carice had a dollar. And Carice is a giver. And she just she was trying to get as much money together as she could. <laughs> Soraya was asked for a dollar. Carice said, hey, Soraya, do you have any money? And do you have a dollar? And she found one and gave it to her. <laughs> 
Sorry, I'm laughing because we gave the man the money. And as we're driving away, Carice says, man, I wish I could have given him more. She was like still looking mm-hmm. for some money. Right. Aww. To which my beautiful Soraya says, yeah, too bad I only had $11. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Listen, Carice got so mad. She was so mad at her sisters. <laughs> she yeah. said, why did you only give a dollar? You could have given them $10. I mean, she was extremely upset. But that was because sacrificing for the good of someone else, it comes easily for her. Uh-huh. But I had to explain to her that just because her sister's sacrifice wasn't what she would have given, mm-hmm. that didn't mean it wasn't from her heart. That it didn't cost her something. Sometimes sacrifice is like laying down one thing at a time. That's like... Mm-hmm pretty much what it made me think of. And this time her sister gave a dollar out of 11. But next time she may be moved to do something else. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Like a truth we learn in John 15, 13. It says there's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And it speaks to the highest level of love, which is, of course, self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that should definitely be the love that we strive to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. Dana Janet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neither right. of you would think twice about giving your lives for your kiddos or your grandkids, right? Mm. Right. Well, not, a, not, never. Even, not even have to think. Right. right. Me neither. Those are our children. Yep. We love them. And that's what makes most of us mamas sacrifice. But sometimes the will to sacrifice doesn't come so easily. I mean, we can all think of times when that's the truth, right? And that's important to teach our girls. Our daughters need to know that even if they're not jumping at the chance to make the highest sacrifice. God still honors any sacrifice that's made from their hearts. Mm. Any sacrifice that's made with love being the motivation. So think about all the other things Jesus laid down on his way to the cross. Like Calvary wasn't his first or only sacrifice. It was a culmination Mm. of a life of sacrifice. So it was a life of laying things down in the name of love. Can you guys like think of some things Jesus sacrificed before he got to the cross? Mm. Well... I guess start with this. He laid down his deity. He took off his deity. Like that's kind of a big deal. If I had that, Mm -hmm. I would like maybe want to hold on to it. And he puts on the flesh of humanity. And I just, sometimes I wonder, what did that feel like? That must have been such a a relinquishing. Mm -hmm. And and practically, I guess there's tons of ways. Like I can see that he sacrificed time with his family um, to teach all of the people who were hungry for more. I mean, basically kind of left his family, his mm-hmm. mom. Sometimes I feel sorry for Mary. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus is off doing all these big grand things. Oh, no. And she's home, what, probably praying for him, but yeah. missing him. You yeah. know, that was a sacrifice for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if Jesus was introverted or not. Mm-hmm. Or he's probably perfectly both. Right. right? He's probably the amber. <laughs> right. Perfect amber. Amber. Right. Big, yes. Mm-hmm. But he definitely sacrificed alone time because yeah. people were following him 24 7, 365. They're just, it seemed like they were just constantly on him, touching him, yeah. with him, following him. Pulling on him. He goes him. out into a boat in the middle of the lake and yeah. everyone would have probably swum out to him if they could. For have. sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. And he also he sacrificed comfort mm-hmm. and rest. Like to pour into his disciples. Think about it. He's walking with them every day. He's walking for hours and constantly having people pull on him in every way. Like I think as moms, we can relate a little bit to that. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) On some level. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm picturing Mm -hmm. my toddler's fingers under the bathroom door when I'm trying to take a bubble bath. (laughs) Do you remember that? Sometimes you just, oh, you remember it's still happening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you read Mark chapter five, you can see like a day in the life of Jesus and his example of daily sacrifice. But he did it because he loved. He loved and he sacrificed because he loved. Mm. Mm. Okay, so Mm. here's why we live a life of sacrifice. Because Jesus did. Mm. 
And we're on a journey to become more Christ-like every day. Yeah. We sacrifice because he sacrificed. Yeah, so good. here's what we can teach our girls about Sacrifice Mama. One, we're going to let them know that God sees and we see. Mm-hmm. We want to encourage them to sacrifice. But you know how they say, catch your child doing something good? Sacrifice is definitely one of those things, I think. Mm. Um, let them know that even when no one else may notice, God is watching and he's pleased. And no, we're not trying to raise little martyrs who <laughs> want to be right. recognized yeah. for everything yeah. they give up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong motivation, even as adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's always nice to receive like a little encouragement when you're doing the hard thing, even when mm-hmm. it's from your heart, right? Yeah. And no matter how small it is, like even with my twin grandbabies, they're not even three, mm-hmm. but... Like Addie likes to, when I give her a little snack cup, Mm -hmm. she'll say, what about Zozo? And I give her Zozo's snack cup. And before she will sit down and eat that snack cup, she delivers Zoe's snack cup. And I'm always like, Addie, I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. You waited for your snack so you could give give Zoe hers. Like little things like that need Mm -hmm. to be acknowledged because it nurtures that quality. Even at two. Yep. Even at two. Mm -hmm. So speaking of two. Number two. (laughs) Number two. Second thing we could do is lay it down together. Mm. Sacrificing can be contagious, believe it or not. Mm. So maybe dad has been trying to organize the garage for months. And everyone takes a couple of hours out of their chores this Saturday just to help him. Or maybe it's sacrificing movie time with each other tonight to have someone else over who needs family. Mm. You know? I always find with things like that, initially, I can hear everyone's eyes rolling, like uh-huh. maybe even mine, like, yeah, we're going to go serve together. Can't it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> but it always ends up being such an awesome thing to do together mm-hmm. to serve and sacrifice as a family is, is really powerful. But yeah. initially, it might feel like, uh, <laughs> trudging, <laughs> right. but it always yeah. ends up being great. Yeah. Yeah. The third thing we can do, guys, is we can do it from our hearts. Mm. I learned this the hard way. So when my daughters were very little, I would tote them around to every function I went to. I really ever <laughs> said no to anything, literally. I had a car seat mm. and I was going. And you know those car seats are heavy. Right. But it wasn't because I was intentionally living a life of sacrifice. I, I wish I could say that. Um, it was because I was a people pleaser. Mm. And so I would mm. attend one thing for 20 minutes and then I hop to the next thing and make sure people knew I was there for them or knew I was there. <laughs> and just because I had two kids under four, that didn't mean I couldn't be all things to all people. That was my Paul quote. (laughs) (laughs) But that mama is a recipe for disaster. You are bound to burn out. Um, And I know we've all been there. If we're if we're not there currently, you know, it it could be a time that's coming. But it took some come to Jesus moments with the actual savior (laughs) and my husband for me to be delivered from that. And it Mm -hmm. literally was something I had to be delivered from. I think especially as moms, we can very easily give of ourselves to the point of exhaustion. Mm. Or extend ourselves beyond God's grace to do something, right? Mm-hmm. And our daughters, they will model that behavior. Mm-hmm. And we want them to be God-pleasers who love people. Right. And if God-pleasing comes first, he graces us to live lives of loving mm-hmm. sacrifice. Oh, amen. What you just said is so important, though. It has to come from the right motives. It has to come mm-hmm. from the right heart. If they're doing it because we told them to do it, mm. if they're doing it because they're conforming their behavior to expectations rather than it flowing out of their heart. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there is some conforming. You have to teach them, right? Of course. Right. Of course. And that's why the number one is so important, encouraging them mm-hmm. when you see it, because that tells their little hearts, this is good. You're mm-hmm. on the right track. Yeah. Follow this. But it has to be out of the right motives. And boy, do we sometimes model the wrong motives, mm-hmm. conformance, mm-hmm. people yeah. pleasing. 
Love it. So Shani, just I don't want to forget those because they were good. So can you give us a quick recap of those three things? Of course. So the three things are, one, we're going to let them know God sees and we see. Mm. Two, we're going to lay it down together. And three, we're going to do it from our hearts. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Bless the Lord. Mm. Sacrifice. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Not the death angel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even. I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm still trying to figure it out the I'm connection, gonna call but it's okay. Well, I'm leave our message. Moses. Was there, there's sacrifice. Well, yeah. the death angel didn't come if there was a sacrifice. There I was. see it. Yeah, I see, see it. See? Is that it? That was okay. Good. That's that right. Was connection. I'm having like a that mini death over. angel panic attack right now. <laughs> Shani, I don't think any mom could listen to that and not have a big question looming in their mind. Mm-hmm. At least it's in my mind is this question. Am I living a life of sacrifice? Mm. Yeah. And yeah. it's a good question to ask yourself. And if you're not asking it of yourself, we're going to ask it of you right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm thinking of Romans 12, 1 and 2. It's a verse I memorized in high school. I, I think I learned it in the King James Version. Oh my. But, um, Fancy. It says, <laughs> oh, now it's escaping me. I know this one so well. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable <laughs> unto God, which is your reasonable service. Oh, my. Be not conformed to this world. Be, anyway, <laughs> I wasn't going. That wasn't even I was on like, double speed. Gone. Wow, the people who it's listen gone. to podcasts on double speed were just like, what happened just now? <laughs> so, um, so Paul is begging, present our bodies a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And what he's really saying is live like Jesus, mm-hmm. who I loved. My favorite line from what you just said is mm-hmm. that Jesus' death on the cross was a culmination mm-hmm. of a life of sacrifice. And we're supposed mm-hmm. to live like that. And I, I guess I'm wondering, is there anything that avails us mm-hmm. to live sacrificially like Jesus more than motherhood? Mm-hmm. During the baby years, you're sleepless, you're exhausted, mm-hmm. you're giving yourself up. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the teen years, mm-hmm. you're like carpool queen. It's like, really, I just <laughs> oh, want to yes. drive myself somewhere yeah. before I mm-hmm. get driven crazy. Like you, you, mm-hmm. you would sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, Shani, you're kind of in those years, the tween and teen years. Mm-hmm. Um, how's God asking you to lay yourself down right now? Um, actually, it's with time. You know, it's just with, with time. And with my teen daughter... I can relate more to where she is right now. Mm-hmm. So it's, I guess, easier almost yeah. to just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of spend that time or I know we don't have to do much. And people are always like the teen years are so hard, but there is a yeah. reward in that you can have these rich conversations. Absolutely. And I hear you. And I love that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah like we're, right. we're able to kind of talk on that level. We yeah. can have mm-hmm. those conversations. And with my tween, these are the formative years, you mm-hmm. know? And so I actually, you know, have to make sure I'm putting in mm-hmm. a little extra time, I mm-hmm. think, with her because some things you're like, okay, it's not really, I'm not really relating to this, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you right. just need to pour that time in. And so yeah. I think just sacrificing your time. That, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Even sacrificing what you want to what do. What you do. Right. Yes. Or what to talk about. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. That. Can I just say, I remember during the teen years, all three of my kids, Robbie, Lexi, Autumn, I felt like they wanted the time. Just as I was crawling into bed at 1130 at night, completely exhausted, they would show up at the foot of my bed and be like, hey, mom. And Uh I'd be like, I've been available to you all day. (laughs) That happened to me last night. Last night, I'm ready to fall asleep. And my oldest, who's an adult, she's living with us still for a bit. She came in and plopped down, you know, the bag of chips and like, 
I was like, okay, here we go. Yeah. We're doing this. I can do it. Stay awake. Stay awake. <laughs> Sacrifice of sleep. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, those yeah, are the yeah. times you actually do right. say thank you, Lord, yes. that they feel like they oh, can yeah. even do that. I know. That, I know? loved it, but I did every time have to say, this is a good thing because mm-hmm. my body wanted to sleep. And that's what I had to sacrifice at that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No matter what season of sacrifice you're in right now, like whether it's a dollar season, <laughs> like we were talking about earlier, right. or $10 season, like my girls, um, are you sacrificing from your heart? Mm. Shani, that's a solid question. Mm. Um, not that that's surprising to me because you're great at asking good questions, but moms mm. are interesting mm. because some may give, give, give all the live long day and mm. night, but it's not even, it's not from a place of health. Mm. It's a place from a place of unhealth or pride or image management. Like it's not from the heart. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you're calling all of us moms and daughters alike for a change of heart when mm-hmm. it comes to sacrifice, whether we feel like we live a very sacrificial life or not as much, no matter how much we're giving of our lives, it needs yeah. to come from our, from our heart. That's it. Our heart mm-hmm. for the Lord. That's it. And for others. Yeah. It's not for condemnation. Please don't let it be that. And disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with some time alone. Yeah. Please hear that, mom. The bubble bath. Nothing That's wrong. Right. Hey, mm-hmm. if you need to right. lock the bathroom door, sometimes you need to. Ignore you know? those chubby little fingers under oh, the door. Oh, my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my son will just open the door and say, mommy, do you need help? I'm good. I'm good today. Do you need Thank help? You. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Harper. I had my favorite. <laughs> my favorite was on my birthday. Bob said, drew me a bubble bath, lit a candle, oh. put a little snack by the, yes. and I crawled in after the kids were in bed and yeah. like five minutes later one of my children came in crawled oh. in with me oh oh yeah it was so like got, it yeah. happened so fast i couldn't even time. stop it there was no fingers i was just open the door and jump <laughs> in the bathtub i was like oh I'm like oh snacks candles for me sacrifice okay so i feel like i need to say this it's just burning mm-hmm. in my heart tell me if you think i'm onto something here but jesus was born sinless and perfect, lived a sinless and perfect life. Mm -hmm. And that is what made him the perfect atonement or replacement for our sin on the cross. So Mm -hmm. for him, sacrifice was just his nature. Mm -hmm. And I would say that that was even tested in the desert. The enemy came to him and tried to test, are you really, come on, make the stones turn into bread. Mm -hmm. Like he just didn't want him to live that life of sacrifice. So you said that his death on the cross was a culmination of a life of sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that life of sacrifice was what enabled him to be the sacrifice. But mm. for us, it's a little different. We are mm-hmm. not born sinless. No, uh, We were born very <laughs> sinful, sinful from the moment our mothers conceived us. That's what yeah. Psalm 51 mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. And for us, modeling Christ's mm-hmm. sacrifice mm-hmm. is practice. Mm-hmm. So my husband would always say to Robbie, mm-hmm. as he was teaching him to lay his life down for his wife in the future, when yeah. Robbie was 10 or 11, he would say, carry your sister's bag. It's practicing mm-hmm. to lay your life down for your wife. In, in high school, he would say, let the girls go first in the pizza line. It's mm-hmm. practice for laying your life down for your wife. That's good. And he just like poured that into my son's heart. And Mm -hmm. I watch him today and he does serve his wife Mm -hmm. well. He sacrifices beautifully for her, Mm -hmm. but he trained for it. Mm -hmm. He practiced for it. And don't you think teaching our own hearts to live a life of sacrifice, as well as the little itty bitty things like giving a dollar, Mm -hmm. that is practice Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. big things God will appoint to our daughters in the future. Sure is. Mm. Sure is. Yeah, that makes me think of Philippians 2. Seven and eight, when it talks about Jesus emptying himself, mm. taking the form of a servant, mm-hmm. being born in the likeness of men, being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even yeah. death on a cross. And mm-hmm. that obedience, the sacrifice and the obedience all the way through mm. 
even to the point of death yeah. on the cross mm-hmm. and salvation for us because of obedience and sacrifice. It's yeah. awesome. Shani, Thank thanks you, for Jesus. this message. It was thanks great. so much. Yeah. Let's model it. Let's live it and teach our daughters to live it because this is the antidote mm-hmm. to that self-entitlement that we're seeing in our culture today. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Amen. Mm-hmm. So next month on the Choose Girl Momcast, does your daughter have a hard time being obedient? <laughs> okay, let me rephrase that. Is your daughter human? Yeah, okay. Then she probably has a hard time with obedience, so we're going to talk about that. I'm Dana Gresh for Shani McKenzie, Janet Milan, and the whole team of moms on a mission at True Girl. We're here to tell you that you, my sister in Christ, are not alone. Janet here. As promised, here's your sneak peek into our next subscription box, the Obedience Box. Now, if you're a subscriber, you know it will be arriving in just a couple weeks. If you're not a subscriber, well, head on over to mytruegirl.com slash subscription and join all the other mom-daughter teams who are diving into God's word while they grow closer to each other. Now, I don't want to overpromise, but this Obedience Box is, in my humble opinion, the cutest box we've done. Not to spoil the surprise, but you're not going to move it into the closet anytime soon. And you'll definitely want to show your neighbors once it arrives. Have I said too much? The obedience box is horse themed because it is amazing that we small humans can train a huge horse to obey and do some pretty amazing things. But even if your girl is not a horse fanatic like me and Dana, she will adore every bit of this box. There's a horse book, a Briar brand horse figure you can paint, a bandana for your hair or your wrist, an adorable charm for your true girl charm bracelet, a horsey sort of snag, and of course, all the things you expect to receive in all of our boxes, a devotional book, a coloring sheet, the mother-daughter date, and so many other fun, engaging things to help your daughter learn all about obedience. Like I said, if you're interested in getting the True Girl subscription boxes for your daughter or you want to check out our digital-only option, head on over to mytruegirl.com slash subscription.